Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien previously on set condition one i assume that eggs in the battlestar universe would be eight-sided oh (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh sorry for those chickens that would be a painful thing to lay oh yeah oh yeah is it koalas that poop cubes? Oh, God. <laughs> how? What? There's an animal that poops cubes. I don't know if it is, but that sounds like a thing. Like, koalas are so fucked up in every other aspect yeah. of their biology. Everything about koalas is wrong. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. Repeat. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. Weapons hold! <laughs> I leaned back from my computer as though I was going to make the sound less loud in my headphones. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> and from, from a shuttle just about to land in uh, Docking Bay 1, uh, the president of the podcast, the 12 Colonies, and our hearts, Andrea. That's me. <laughs> I heard my voice doing that. <laughs> that's what you get. Yep. Weapons that's my that's my commitment to the bit. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that's... that about you. Uh, also, a- Andrea, just editing note. Um, you can you can cut this part out, but um, editing note when you put that together, I did talk over Caleb, and that was intentional because Ty says that over Adama. Uh, gotcha. So that was that was an intentional uh, uh, talk over. Unlike all the other talkovers that I have to tease out. Yeah, no, th- those are those are just because I can't keep my fucking mouth shut. This one was actually <laughs> like, this one was an artistic choice. The others are just how I am as a person. I understand. I feel like that actually should be left in the, the podcast because that's, <laughs> that's good backstory. Yeah, that's, that's good lore. You know what? I'll leave that up to the editor. Whatever whatever the editor feels like is, is the right move. I trust our editor. Thank you. Again, though, the, the, the commitment to the bit. Uh, is is admirable. It's thank it's you. L- laudable, even. If if there's uh, one thing I can commit to, it's a bit, and that's <laughs> probably about it. Uh, you know what? Uh, can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually another one. Like 
there's a, a few like very specific moments throughout the, the the course of this show from start to finish that are so stand out, and that one of Ty <laughs> yelling, "Yeah, weapons all." Well, is... it's got that like overhead shot that like zooms in on him as he says it. Like it's a very it's... like you don't see that angle much Mm-mm. in the show. Like that's a, a very unique. Um, and I feel I might have to go back and rewatch it, but I feel like they they do the um, the uh, the Hitchcock where uh, the thing where like the camera gets closer, but the zoom pulls out, so like he gets closer in the back, like that. You know that effect I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called, uh, um, but I think they might do that actually in that in that moment. I have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but either way, it's very cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're you're right, and I love that. Uh, the whole time it's so laser focused on Ty's face that you can see, mm-hmm. like, as he's yelling it, he's not entirely sure why. Yeah. I don't think he knows he's yelling. Like, it surprises <laughs> even him that <laughs> it comes out of his mouth. <laughs> he's like, what? And the Admiral just looks at him like, okay, <laughs> hope you know what you're doing, buddy. <laughs> All right, so, so I guess we'll see. <laughs> So now that we've covered one of the the most important moments of the the <laughs> show, uh, previously on Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> so when we left off, the uh, the the uh, the crew of the Demetrius had met up, rendezvoused even with the uh, with the base star. They had uh, come to an agreement to use the their Raptors jump drives to help guide the the damaged base star back to the fleet. They met up with the Demetrius. They're all set to jump back together. What could possibly go wrong? Everyone's going to be so happy to see them again, and they're just going to be right on board immediately with the Cylon plan. Everything's great. Okay, so, now, now. 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 Before we talk about what did happen, I want to talk about what could have happened. Okay. And maybe what should have happened. Okay. If I were in charge of planning a jump back to Galactica... Mm-hmm. Where one ship is the ship Galactus, Galactica is expecting. Yes. And the other ship is a fucking base star. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing that when it jumps in, they go, oh, fuck, fire the nukes. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that thing. Yeah. I would probably jump the Demetrius back first and be like, okay, now. Oh, yes. Nice to just, see you. Oh, just hold on. I do have something important, though. Uh, in like one minute, a base star is going to jump in. It's okay. It's it, totally they're cool. with us. There's colonial officers on board. It's under our control. Don't shoot at it. Instead, what they do is like, let's just fucking surprise them. Just spring yeah. both ships on them at once. I mean, that's it's, Boomer's move, right? It's Boomer's move, but Athena's also move. that's Athena's move. That's true. Yeah, it's, it's right. Athena's move, and Athena is, is with the 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 uh, base star crew. It's also very Starbuckian. Oh yeah. They're just like, yeah. I'm gonna show up and I'll be like, hey everybody, it's Starbucks. Look what I brought. I mean I mean there is <laughs> precedent for Starbucks just showing up with a fucking Cylon <laughs> ship and be like, don't yeah. shoot me, please. There's there is significant precedent for Starbucks just showing up saying, please don't shoot me. She is <laughs> fearless in a way that <laughs> she should not be. Also, uh, totally side note, unrelated, uh, I, I want you both to know that uh, because uh, I think I think Sad Geezer might have run its course for the show. I, I think there might not <gasps> oh be God. any more transcripts for, from <sighs> season four. Do the, we have to cancel the podcast. Um, okay. I do. I have subs like scripts uh, on, on reserve if I need it. But uh, I've actually decided that I'm going to do this entire episode uh, solely as I'm just going to read to you from jammersreviews.com. <laughs> Jammer's, Which is Jammer's a thing. review. 
Jammer, episode. Jammer is review a Battlestar. <laughs> oh, that's right. I love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That I I just discovered this today that there's a an equally like '90s retro website. Uh, did I? Oh my god! And they say God doesn't give with both hands. You know. There's I a, feel like who's I've never heard anyone say that. No. Yeah, lots of people say it. Nobody says that. Everybody says it. There's a uh, so they have like a you know a comment section down at the bottom, and there is a very active user named <gasps> Caleb. Uh, who, who it's comments. one of the Caleb's. It's one of the Caleb's. <laughs> it might be. They comment on a bunch of Star any... Trek stuff, and oh, I'm just Tell, trying to please, please look and see if you've left yourself any clues. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. <laughs> There's so many comments. Leave yourself a clue now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave yourself a clue for the other Caleb, so that in the yeah. past, the f- the future. future. Wait, I don't know how this works. Yeah, Here's this how, is relevant to my cracking of the code of this show. Here's how anyway. I know that this uh, this is shady. Uh, one of the comments on uh, Crossroads Part 1 is, uh, I agree with Michael. He is guilty of treason. <gasps> and I don't know who's guilty of treason because I'm assuming it's probably Baltar. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would never agree with Michael. You would in a million years. <laughs> That's how we know it's a parallel universe Caleb. Uh-huh. Uh, wow. uh, for, for listeners who who may not know, uh, Michael is our uh, night shift radio co-conspirator and co-host a podcast with Caleb called Never Heard of It, which you can find at t h e n h o i t dot com, the dot com, or nightshiftradio.com Well done. I sometimes forget. I sometimes forget that URL. So well done. Uh, yeah, comments a lot on Star Trek and Battlestar stuff. Uh, appears that- to be a big Baltar fan. Which you know, I'm not a I'm not a Baltar fan, but I could see an alternate universe uh, version of me leaning more in the uh, the Baltar apology camp. Would, yeah. would you say it's a Baltarnet universe? Oh, that is very good. Thank you, Andrea. Well can you uh, can you laugh at that, please? Uh, you didn't you laugh at it. <laughs> it's. I don't. Well done. You know, was- Andrea. Maybe uh, I, the internet must have cut out there for a second. You probably didn't hear me. Um, what I said was. Would you would you say it's a alternate universe? Alternate universe. That's pretty See, good because it's like um, it's like alternate universe, but with Baltar. Can I tell you what was happening in my brain? I was doing my own bit by myself, and I just didn't want to interrupt. Which is uh, Caleb's Andrea thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caleb isn't a Baltar fan in this universe, but he could be. And then I was like, "That's probably not for out loud." And then I was getting yelled at for not laughing at your bit. <laughs> I love, I love. So there we go. All of the context of what went around at like three <laughs> seconds of time. <laughs> all of the crazy shit going through all three mm-hmm. of our heads. Yes. If there's, if there's exactly. one thing we know how to do here at Set Condition One, it's take a three second funny thing and stretch it out into a several minutes long, unnecessarily Unfun- convoluted, boring yep. thing. Pacey and I got in trouble at dog school today for not being able to focus, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> but yeah, so so the base guard is ready to jump back, and uh, Hilo <laughs> wants to make one last uh, run of the the board, make sure everything's green, as it was moments ago uh, in the the previous episode when they were already ready to jump away. But you know what, Hilo is nothing if not thorough, and so he's he's going to run all those checks again, and everything comes back green. They're ready to go. They're ready to jump together in synchronous synch- synchronicity, synchronized simultaneously uh one of those words with the All base star back to the fleet and and yet uh and yet even though they double check if the board is green but here 
Here's the thing that, that bugs me about not just this show, but like most shows is that the procedure and amount of time it takes to do something important mm-hmm. varies greatly depending on how much tension they're trying to build. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw them manually check with every station before they jump? Like episode Pro- one. I'd say probably the miniseries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it, they, like they start off the first jump we get. It's this. Oh, it's a jump. Oh, my God. It's a whole. And then it like turns into like, ah, jump, jump again. Jump some more. Jump, drive, Which- and then you wail. And then, um, <laughs> but now again, we're like, you know, comms, tactical, fucking espresso machine. To the credit <laughs> of uh, the writers, like, yes, that, that I mean, is, is very much a, a plot point to be used or not used or like, you know, edited and altered at their discretion. But also, uh, it, it's fairly reasonable to say that the first time we experience a jump with this show uh, is also the first time that the vast majority of characters could fe- feasibly have been experiencing one as That's well. Um, or at least from, you know, on, on the, the Galactica standpoint, the Galactica was decommissioned and like had a very hodgepodge random crew. And, you know, they, they probably, you know, needed to make sure that everything was, was good to go. Uh, and, you know, as they got used to it, it you know, like, Oh, it's just routine now. I don't know. That's 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 how I explain it away in my mm-hmm. head. But you're you're a thousand percent right that that's just the way that writers work. Where like yeah. They, yeah. Can, they can bring that back at their discretion, or they can be like, oh no, everything's fine now. We don't need to do that anymore. Right. And yeah, and I guess you could say they were being extra cautious this time because it's really very important that the two ships mm-hmm. jump into Galactica's view at the exact same time so it's very important it's it's extremely important so it's a good thing they double checked because if they had fucked that up it could have been a disaster could have been real bad can you imagine if there was a problem with the 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 coordinates or the the calculations or anything like that like the base ship could just jump in by itself in the middle of the fleet and scare the shit out of everyone (laughs) well Uh well that could happen that could could happen which is why i suggested to jump the demetrius back first but caleb what you're forgetting is that they have comms on the base ship, so they can just call to Galactica and say, like, hey, we're yeah. friendly, don't shoot us. Totally, totally. And so that's, I mean, either way, like, the, the contingency plan, it's going to be fine. It's, there's be fine. The, we don't have to worry about it. Uh, yeah, so uh, they execute the jump, everything goes smoothly, and uh, they're welcomed back in open arms, and uh, end of episode. And they go down to the mm-hmm. pub for a pint and wait for it all to blow over. <laughs> uh, no, in fact, what does happen is uh, exactly what you would expect to happen, uh, given the, the setup and everything that we've said so far, uh, that the base star makes the jump, like, <laughs> practically on top of Galactica, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Demetrius doesn't. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> The way, so the base star jumping practically on top of Galactica, I just have this like, this like bit in my head of the Galactica just like chilling in space. And then, oh, <laughs> like, the base star sneaks up on it. It's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, like it's a person. Uh, that was funnier yeah. in my head. No, I liked it. I, I can picture it too. Yeah. I shouldn't be able to picture that, but I can't. No. Um, the ship cranes its head around like, what? <laughs> As uh, as Celix reports, uh, the moment like even before we see the base star arrive where they're supposed to, uh, we see them disappear, and we see Celix say, "Sir, we had a problem with the sync points and the jump coordinates," uh, which also is very interesting because uh, you were sharing your jump coordinates with the 
the raptor who is controlling the base star but only the demetrius had the had the problem interesting interesting i suspect foul play i say do you suspect uh perhaps that uh maybe delayed the uh the jump in hopes that the, the fleet would fire on the base star? Oh, shit. I didn't think of that. I, I didn't either. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, oh, shit. I'm not saying that, that Celix would necessarily doom all of the people on the, the base star uh, for an oopsie like that. <laughs> but we also got to see very recently a couple instances that Celix has no love even for uh, Athena, who is now part of her crew. Mm-hmm. Uh she certainly has no love or trust for the rest of the Cylons. And if it takes losing Starbuck, who she thinks is crazy already, and Athena, who she couldn't care less about, right. and a couple other randos, she she's Shit. fine with it. I did not think about that. So, hmm. I'm curious. Hmm, I, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's canon, but it's in my head canon now. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Hilo is not happy uh, because it'll, it'll, it'll take a few minutes to spool up the FTL drive again. So they just got to sit and wait. Well, then they got to go through <laughs> that whole checklist again. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hilo is sure as shit not jumping uh, again without running through everything probably twice mm-hmm. um, because well, that's how thorough Hilo is. They already is. did it twice. It didn't work. So they're going to have to do it at least three times now. That's what mm-hmm. I said. They're going to do it like at least two more times. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, may- maybe three. Like, no, I don't care. Check again. You know who uh, that, I forgot about until the other day? This is semi-related. Is Crashdown. Crashdown. Didn't Remember Crashdown, Crashdown die? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And <laughs> this just, well, but this just, Hilo checking twice. Crashed yeah, down. Crashed down. Um, made me think of him trying to secure the perimeter and doing all the stuff and going by oh, the books. Right and then being on... like, don't fucking do that. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's now here's right. Hilo. So Hilo's got precedent for double checking, like because mm-hmm. people die when when you don't. So yeah, fair enough. You know what, Hilo, good on you for being thorough. Yeah, Again, I, I, trust I think him. for for all the shit that Hilo gets, I think he's a model officer. For all the shit that Hilo gets from for us. us, yeah, <laughs> specifically. I, I assumed that was implied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, he 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 really is. He's he's an exemplary officer, and I award him the highest honor uh, that I can give him, which is just my praise. Mm-hmm. But I love the uh, the Galactic Adratus sees a uh, a base star jump right into the midst of the fleet, uh, and it's the admiral who just immediately all oh, heads battle stations set condition so one throughout the fleet. <laughs> just everything goes nuts, uh, and of course they they start um, launching the Vipers. They get the the gun batteries, uh, you know. Uh, calculating a firing solution uh hoshi he's on that shit he's ready he's uh you know the admiral gives him the order to to make the uh, you know the call for the fleet to make an emergency jump hoshi's right on it and you know he gets that gets that firing solution ready to go and they're ready to you know they're ready to fire they're ready they're ready they're ready and just as they're about to fire i didn't know if you wanted to do it again well i think again this is another uh, this is another like thing where there's an unnecessary countdown because they love it. There's no like time is of the essence here. So let's have a countdown. Fire in three, mm-hmm. yes, two, one. <laughs> like just fucking shoot the thing. Come yeah. on, but, yeah, and it, like it literally is on one <laughs> that yeah. Ty yells that, uh, and uh, at that moment. 
D calls out Dreda's contact, and there's the Demetrius calling in, Galactica Demetrius, do not fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, of course, we get, we get Hilo making the explanation, the base ship is disarmed and under colonial command, officers aboard. And they're like, authenticate. And he's like, I don't know, words, Bravo Tango 8. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, I'm fucking Hilo. <laughs> like, what do you want from me? Authenticate that. <laughs> like, I, I'm not supposed to give my password over the wireless, D. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Unless, it's, unless it's like a one-time passcode kind of thing where it rotates every time. I Could wonder be. how that works because, like, you we, you see a lot in, in sci-fi shows where they have to have, like, an authentication code or whatever that is, like, part of their voice recognition to, like, trigger, like, a self-destruct or some shit like that. But we don't see a lot of that in this show because they don't have so many of the like the automated computer sci-fi tropes, uh, and so because Adama wouldn't allow that shit. No, he wouldn't, mm-hmm. and he was right. Um, <laughs> but like, does every person have like a registered uh, authentication code, and like, how do they verify that? And especially in a world where you know the Cylons look you like us, how do they verify that you know it is truly the the person that you you think it is saying the thing, and that they don't just know? I don't, I don't know. I don't have answers. Nobody does. But nobody does. Do not fire. Starbuck and Athena have control of the base ship, and everyone's like, "What? Mm. Starbucks back with another Cylon ship?" That's such a good ne- sentence, though. It just sounds so good. Like next back thing, with, next thing you know, she's gonna jump in with a fucking resurrection hub and just be like, "I'm just <laughs> adding to my collection." Ne- next, watch me come back with a fucking planet because I'm running out of things to get here. <laughs> Death Star. Did what happened to her her raider? Did that get blown up in one of the various fights? I can't remember. Oh, or did they get like left behind somewhere? That's a good question. I don't remember because I'm fairly certain it's not around anymore. Yeah, we haven't seen uh, it in a while. I don't think they came- ever got it flying again. No, well, it came back pristine after That's well, her, her viper. We're talking about Raider 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 Raider. Uh, which makes me wonder is in the back of Cylon uh, on the back of uh, Starbucks mind is there like just a hint of well, I lost my other one and I needed a new one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You threw my old one away, so I went and got <laughs> so- a better one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I upgraded Starbucks. This thing is in terrible condition. It's a fixer upper. <laughs> it's a base Starbuck. Which uh, that, was, that was too easy. You are on fire tonight. <laughs> um, it is warm in here. I'm gonna turn the AC on. <laughs> so we also do get uh, a, a few episodes ago. Episodes ago, a few episodes ago, we were speculating on what happens to a damaged base star. Is it able to repair in some way? Is it just like, would there be just meat dangling in space? Uh, We don't get any details on how or, you know, to what extent, uh, but they do say something either this episode or last, I don't remember which, uh, about the the base ship is able to repair itself. Yeah. So So when I said they're like starfish, I was right. So here's what, here's how I think it works. Base starfish. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Kitsy, how do you think it works? Uh, so I think, like, you know, it's got the arms, right? It's got the arms. That's why it's a, a base star. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's got, it's got arms. Like, a star doesn't. Um, and <laughs> no, all arms have stars. It's true. All arms uh, have stars? Yeah. Caleb, you're doing a great job. I think you, <laughs> yeah, I know what I said. Okay. I don't think I have any stars on either of my arms. Anyway. Because uh, tattoos. Yeah, neither do I. Um, yeah, I was checking. I don't either. I have them on my ankle and behind my ear. Caleb, that's... I have- 
I have an atom. That's almost a star. It's almost that, a star. That's the star of the body. <laughs> Wait, no, it doesn't make any sense. I have one behind one of these ears. I forget which one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's that's enough about our tattoos on this very non-visual medium of <laughs> podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, so here's here's what I think happens is I think uh, Andrew, like you said, it regrows like a starfish. But here's the thing: it can only regrow the meaty parts. And not the medley parts. So I think it's just got like octopus tentacles flapping around in space, Ugh, and then they have space. to rebuild the metal casing around it. That's my. I mean, uh, that's probably right, right? I want because the other thing we don't know is to what extent they figured out, uh, and this this dips really into the the, the crazier sci-fi shit that I am. I'm personally inspired by it from my youth. Uh, but if they've somehow figured out some sort of like organic metal that also could be self-healing, or if it's not even like really metal, it's like a crystalline uh, substance can, that can be some regrown kind of or something. thing. Um, Ew. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I, I think the Kitsy's theory is, is probably more accurate that it, it's able to regrow the, the organic components uh, and then the, uh, inorganic components need to be repaired and patched and whatnot. Um, but I don't remember. So I, d- I don't know if that's actually ever fully addressed in the show or not. And There's no um, way to know. Personally, if it's not, I think that's a, a pretty major oversight. Mm-hmm. I think we need an entire episode dedicated to Baystar Repair. On it. I mean, honestly. <laughs> um. But yeah, so the uh, the the ship dump jumps uh, back. Demetrius jumps back, explains what's going on, and we get uh, a, a meeting of some of the the Cylon leadership with the colonial leadership, uh, where the Cylons explain, you know, we've you know we had a, a civil war, we were attacked, we were split down uh, down party lines uh, by th- you know three models each, and uh, at one point it was like you. We know that there's seven models, but you've only mentioned six, and that's where they explain the the boxing of the Deannas. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Look, you help us out, and uh, we can we can sweeten the deal for you. Uh, we have a hub, a resurrection hub, which is where all of our resurrection technology is is routed through. You've you've taken out a resurrection ship before, but this is this is the real deal. This is the final death." Uh, and you know, if you help us take that, uh, take the resurrection hub, uh, get the Deanna's unboxed, uh, we'll help you destroy that. And now Cylons die a final death and, you know, maybe that'll help turn the tide of the war for you. And they're like, why would you help us? Like, we're rebels. <laughs> I really love that moment though. Cause it's like, we're, we're rebels. What does she say when we can't go something and we can't go back? I forget exactly, but it's very good. This scene is huge, by the way. I feel like it's... Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of fanfare I would expect, but it's just, like, to be, like, in the middle of episode seven, to have this... I don't... Just to, like, even have that six in front of Adama and the crew face-to-face with them kind of, like, negotiating, Mm -hmm. it is... I... It is. Um, it's a whole thing. Really, it's like a whole fucking thing that I was not expecting at this point. And that introduction of death, death mm-hmm. um, is. And for six to decide on her and the rest of like the rebels 
to decide for all seven to 12, maybe 13 models that uh, Resurrection should no longer be available to any of them is a big fucking deal. Uh, so presumably it wasn't Six or even Natalie that made the call unilaterally. Presumably it was the two sixes and eights together that decided this is our best course of action. Because uh, she does say, like, our base ship can heal itself, but most of our raiders were damaged. And so they, they need help with the fight itself. Um, and this is how they, how they get it. And, you know, when they reveal that they, they want to unbox the Deanna's, it's because Deanna saw the face of the Final Five. And she's like, you know, the, the line that you were referencing um, uh, was, you know, we're rebels. We can't go back. All that matters to us now is being with the Five. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, they're here in your fleet. <laughs> and Ty's like, <laughs> um, But yeah, to, to your point, Andrea, that is, that is a pretty big, Caleb just shuffled off screen there. I love that. Um, that is a pretty big uh, uh, thing. Like that's, you know, I, it, I, it's kind of a bold move of the Cylons. And I feel like humanity would never have a small group of people make a decision <laughs> That would like negatively affect the health and safety and well-being of a whole other group of people without their like input or consideration. No, never. You know that we humanity would never do that. So no, you know that's that seems like a silent only kind of thing to me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad. Uh, And I um I love that initially the colonial leadership and specifically the admiral is unwelling to negotiate. They're like, "Mm, no, like. Uh, the Cylons wanted the, the fleet to take them to the hub, help them unbox Deanna, uh, and he said, give us the coordinates first. And she's like, oh, I won't do that. Uh, you know, we said we'd take you there. Smart, and he's like, nah. I think. Yeah. He's like, we're done. And she's like, wait, is your word good, Admiral? Uh. I will give you the coordinates, but I want your word. Which though, Natalie is smart. Like, she's she's observed enough, I think, to, to understand the, you know, the, the game that she needs to play with these people, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which uh, uh, I did a little uh, little research uh, that I, I can't share because I didn't read enough of this to know if there's any spoilers for you, Andrea. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I was trying to remember, you know, this is a, a, a specific named version of Six. And we previously, we had Gina, we have Caprica, we have uh, Shelly Godfrey, but this one's name was Natalie. And I could not remember... I, I was thinking like this this six had been in a previous episode or something like that. It was named before and was important and I couldn't remember where. Uh it turns out this is her storyline. So Natalie Faust was actually the, the full name given to the character. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. You know, famous for the deal with the devil Faust. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's very interesting. But which one's the devil? Me. It's me. So I keep adjusting my mat. See, because I'm on fire. Oh, we went. That one too. We went totally different directions. <laughs> I like that little medley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so where were we? Yeah. So uh, the Admiral is, is, is interested with, uh, uh, you know, he's like, okay, let's, hmm, let's talk. You know, you have my word. And he's like, you know, once the, uh, uh, Natalie says, once their identities are revealed, we'll come back here. We'll be free to leave your fleet with the five. And this is where she says, yes, they're here with you. Mm-hmm. The final five are in your fleet. And that's why the Raiders turned back. 
And, uh, of course, later on, Saul, uh, desperate to continue to deflect any attention from himself, is like, that can't be true. We fought them like 300 times, and, and they never turned away. I love. He's like, we should totally just. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the other thing is they they reveal that Deanna, who's now boxed, saw the faces of the five. Mm-hmm. And so they want to resurrect her so they can find out who the five are. And Saul's mm-hmm. like, ah, let's just blow it to hell. Oh, fuck that. We're not. We don't need to wake her ass up. Like, it's just. It's so good. <laughs> We'll blow it up, the whole lock, stock, and barrel, and we'll trust the president's plan. <laughs> like, suddenly, suddenly. Who are you and what have you done with Sultan? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and I, I also love how, like, I, I feel like he's leaning too hard into the, like, oh, yeah. you know, calling them skin jobs and, like, you know, all mm-hmm. the, the just anti-silent sentiment. Like, it's, He calls it, the raiders slant, uh, slit-eyed. Slick-eyed, slit-eyed black it's a bastard or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it was, it's like it's almost like, racist. Like, yeah. Like, what is happening here? Um, yeah, we tangled with those slit-eyed black bastards for three years now, and they haven't Jesus. turned back before. Why now? Like that is oof doof tie. Yeah, right? come on, buddy. Like too it, much. This yeah, this is almost like a, a, a the lady doth protest too much. Uh, oh yeah, situation we got going on here. And then, uh, of course, there's the the back and forth, like, but what if they're telling the truth? What if they're not? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Cylons all lie all the time, every single one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're different than the rebels. What if they're not? (laughs) (laughs) What if their sole purpose is to destroy us? Rosalind, do you think they wouldn't have by now? They're playing the long game. That's it. I mean, they're playing the very long game at this point. At this point, like, they're just, like, or they're stretching it out because they're bored. Well, if that's more, the case, there, there could be another assumption, which up until a few episodes ago was true in that the final five have no idea that they're the final five. Right. And mm-hmm. so maybe, maybe they, you know, you could, the, the colonials could make the assumption that until the other silence show up and activate them, they won't yeah. know. So I they, have, you know, two. like nobody seems to, to put together the, you know, the obvious two and two that they, you know, uh, the Raiders turned away at the, the Battle of the Nebula. Starbuck showed up at the Battle of the Nebula. And supposedly now the, the Final Five uh, are, are active. And that's when the Raiders turned away. All these, like, all these little pieces that point mm-hmm. to like something happened at this moment that is Changed different. Everything. Than, yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That made everything different. Which, like, Anders, uh, you know, he noticed the that song. right away. He's, mm-hmm. he, he called that out immediately, the Pyramid Player. Um, Anders. Uh, Anders, the pyramid player, uh, noticed that immediately when he became a Cylon. Also, <laughs> That's right. also, um, I would love. I love that he was a Viper pilot for like six minutes. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just not anymore. That's um, the the. I really, I I, I'm I'm saying this, knowing that I know the outcome here, but I don't quite remember. If he ever gets a promotion, but I really hope that he gets promoted to Colonel so he can be Colonel Sanders. Oh. <laughs> and it's very good. Colonel S. Anders. Uh-huh. Colonel S. And yeah. 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 He puts an addictive drug in his chicken that makes you crave it fortnightly. I don't know if you know that. Fuck, now I want chicken. <laughs> Is there chicken in the Battlestar Galactica universe? I don't think we've established that. We've established dogs and cats. Have we established chickens? I don't know. I don't know. They have baked just, goods, so presumably they have eggs of some sort. Well, they, lots of things presumably. Like eggs. 
That's true. Lots of things do lay eggs. Got a good point Not there. Not cats or dogs, I though. Have, Are they nope. octagonal eggs? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I have two questions slash comments okay. about this moment. Mm-hmm. Well, hold that thought because we have multiple Doritos contacts. Oh, no. So we're going to go ahead and jump to a safer. Oh, no. We're going to go ahead and jump to the emergency rendezvous coordinates. Uh, and when we come back, you, we can we can address That's those true. questions, maybe, That's depending true. on what they are. Someone's got to go tell the fleet to come back. Yeah, someone's got to get the fleet and get them to come. Everything's cool, guys. Come on. False alarm. Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No, well, maybe. But the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now, which one is the one with the whales? Four. Hey, y'all. President of the Podcast, Andrea here, to recommend the Superpod HeroCast. You looking for something heroic in your life? Go check out our friends at the Superpod Hero Cast. They're guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Every episode goes in depth with a different superhero movie. Classic of modern cinema, certified stinker, it doesn't matter. If it's a superhero movie, they're going to talk about it. You can start with a little bit of comedy, add in some film analysis, and finish it off with a heaping dose of geekery. You've got the Superpod Hero Cast. Doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a 20th level nerd. Download their latest episode, grab a beverage, and enjoy the fun. The Superpod Hero Cast. Be heroic. And of course, you can find these and all of our other great shows at nsrad.io. Because it's rad. And it's like radio. R- report? Report. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just. just- Keep just that. That's, that. That's the new you way. Got it. <laughs> just no worries if not. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could, when you have a second if report. You could, uh... <laughs> so, Andrea had questions. Andrea had questions. I always have questions. Here's related? the first one. Okay, go on. Are any of the them first... koala related? Are you doing that so that I'll have to keep in the koala bit from the No, because you can cut that part. Just cut it. It's fine. Now that you said, are they koala related? No, just cut it. Just cut it all. Um, cut, cut everything. <laughs> cut, my, cut me from the episode completely. <laughs> and he's back. Um, oh. Questions. You had questions. Mm, first one being. Yes. I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to remember what it is right now. Okay. So if, why do the... F- do we have any reason to do the seven models that we know now have any reason to revere the final five in such a way, like to the degree that they do? Like, do we have any reason or do have they given huh, why they do that? Well, okay. So I programming is programming. But that's yes. it. Right. But I can, but I can, I can also speculate a little bit without giving anything away. Um, and that is, 
you know, we had uh, some interactions earlier where, where, you know, Cavill's like, it's forbidden to discuss the five, blah, blah, blah. So I think it's like that thing of like, if you tell someone something's forbidden, they want to know everything about it. Right. You know, but, like, so but I, don't, I don't think there's is any. Is that it? I, yeah. Like, well, I, I can't as really. As far as we know. As far as we know, point. that's that's my working theory. Um, I can't really confirm so, so that. We, but I think that's. that's yeah. So then my follow up to that is. So. Natalie and co have no reason to assume that the five are going to be on board with their plan to totally end the Cylons ability to regenerate. No. Yeah. Like that might really piss the final five (laughs) off, except I have theories about that too. But I mean, there is some speculation that, that uh, goes on around that in this episode, you know, would, would they agree? Um, And, you know, would they be willing to just take you right to earth? Hey, everybody, let's have fun on earth. Mm hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> as uh, as Saul and uh, Sam's eyes clearly say, like, what if they don't know the way to Earth, guys? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I do kind of, it's not that I keep forgetting. It's just that the, like, the final five that the Cylons are always talking about versus the final four-fifths that we know, I keep, it, there's, like, a disconnect in my head that they're the same. Yeah. That, like... You still think the final five are some mystical unknown people. Exactly. And it's just fucking Anders and Freak, uh, Freak Nasty, what's her name? Tori. Tori. You know, like, it's just so funny. I can't wait for them all to be around and then for them to be like, so take us to Earth. And they got to be like, uh, uh, uh. Well, so I love that idea, though, that to to the Cylons, the five are basically godlike. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to the four that we know... As far as they're concerned, they're just people, just humans. Fucking jabronis. They have no idea jabronis. what like, to... what the fuck? Like, this is... Yeah. Uh, I, so funny. I, 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 also... I choose to believe that the, the fifth one knows exactly who they are and has programmed everybody to not perceive them. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very good. They're like, mm, I'm not telling shit. And um, y'all um, can't talk about me. Y'all can't talk to me. What if it's what if it's like? I that, think that's the thirteenth Cylon, though. What, I think that's their job. What if it's that th- that thing where it's like the fifth Cylon is you, and like they point to the viewer. Ooh, I love that. What like when Time f- Magazine. Yeah, yeah. The fifth Cylon is the friends we made along the way. That's beautiful. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so, <laughs> shit. I had something. Wait, hold on. Oh yeah. Um, scooting back a bit in Cylon-ness, when, uh, when Ty, Ty and company board the base ship, um, you know, they draw guns on the Cylons and Starbuck's like, no, they're, they're with me or they're with us or whatever. And, uh, and Ty's like, with you, you know? And, uh, and he's like, which one of them shot Gata? And it's like, well, actually it was a Cylon, but we don't know he's a Cylon, but you know, he's a Cylon. Uh (laughs) That was, there's just a very like little bit of a complexity to that question that that just kind of gets glossed over. I like that. Very complicated. Yeah. And I love that. Like, we don't even get to see them addressing the fact that it it wasn't one of the the Cylons from the base ship. It was, it was Anders. Also, since when does Todd, I really care what happens to Gata. Mm-hmm. I think he cares when he can blame him on a Cylon. Right. Like, he doesn't yeah. care about Gata, but he cares about hating Cylons, so anything they do wrong, he's going to be like, right. Which I understand that. Yeah. So now, let's say we wake up three. Is the plan to just do, like, a police lineup and parade 
all of the fleet by her and for her to be like that one. That's a good point. Cause it's not like she's going to have like pictures of them or like know their name. Well, she knows yeah. at least one of them. We know that. We know she knows Ty probably, probably right? Probably Ty. Um, well, she's interacted with Tyrrell. Yeah. She may have interacted with Sam during the resistance. Yeah. Tori, yeah. I think would be the only, uh, like, but even like with her being so close with the president and Deanna being, you know, given like carte blanche access when she That's was doing true. that uh, like documentary on the Galactica, in theory, she would have interacted with with any of them at some point or another. But if she's anything like me, she can't remember a face for shit. I'd be like, that's them. That's them. Same. That's them. They'll be like, you identified 17 people. Like, yeah. And I guess there are 17 models. Yeah. I don't know. That. Did I say final five? <laughs> final five hundred? I'd say the final I mean, five D. Final five groups of Cylons. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, speaking of Gata, oh boy, uh, Gata loses his leg. As well, he, he doesn't a, lose it so much as Doc Cottle saws it the fuck off. You don't know what Doc Cottle does with it afterwards. It could get lost. That's a really well, th- good point. Then I would argue that Gata didn't lose it. Doc Cottle did. Um, you don't know what what Gata does with it. But what if he has to keep it? But then like. <laughs> They're like, well, you got to take care of it. And he's like, I will. I promise. And then he loses it. I'll walk it every day and I'll feed it in water. You know, this is a rough scene because, Mm -hmm. you know, Gata is like, like they're going to put him to sleep. And he's like, no, don't just, just numb everything. Don't, don't put me to sleep. And, uh, you know, Coddle's like, are you you like, you know, we're going to do here, right? Like you understand what's happening, right? Coddle's like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to do that at all. And Gata's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to wake up and my le- and my leg's gone. Gata's like obsessed with this leg of his. I think he needs to relax. Yeah, he's got two it's of one them. One leg. Yeah, he's got two. Hey, what the fuck? Give me a break. Um, and so, but like, and and like, you know, part of me wonders if like Gata thinks maybe there's still a chance they can save it. But he doesn't want to go under and, and wake up and the leg's gone. Or, like, does he know the leg's coming off for sure? I feel I like mean, he's got to at this point. Coddle basically yells, get me all of my saws. <laughs> 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 it's like the, the Ron Swanson of bone saws. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me all of the you bone saws you have. <laughs> and, uh, and then they they, you know... He's like, "Are you sure?" And Gata's like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right, son." And they start, and it the that scene goes on just a little too long of watching Gata's face and hearing the bone saw going. It's like it's uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because he sings. Oh my god, I hate that he sings. I, I hate that he sings. I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I hate that he sings. I hate the song he's singing. What the fuck is that song? Is that a real song? I'm sure I, it's a bare original, right? I think it's a bare original because there is a couple of absolutely brilliant uh, sound uh, production moments in this episode where he sings the line and then that like Highlands flute or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. is like, I guess it's more, almost more of like a, what you would picture is like, I even, like, like stereotypically Middle Eastern, uh, I think is really what it, what it kind of feels <laughs> like. Um, uh, like that kind of echoes lightly the same melody mm-hmm. and it's it is like i i'm torn because i also hate that he sings and kind of hate the song too but i also kind of love it from a musical standpoint because That's the, the thing, melody yeah. is so like gut-wrenching and he's yeah. not a bad singer and it's 
It's weird. He's not it, it, as good a singer as everybody else seems to think he is, yeah. though. Like, doesn't like, even, like the voice of an angel. It doesn't even like, Laura say, fine. like, oh, you know, what a way to find out he's got the voice of an angel. It's like, does he, yeah. though? Does he? No. Like, Are angels fine. just not that impressive of singers in the Battlestar Galactic universe, maybe? I don't I mean, know. Maybe. Uh, he's, I mean, he, he's singing through through pain and through tears, and that's making his voice shakier than I think maybe it would normally mm-hmm. be. That's uh, fair. I just... It's odd what, what, and unsettling, which is kind of cool. What is the what is the 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 opening line of that song? Like alone, she sleeps in the shirt of man. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, let me see if I can find that. Um, in the shirt of man. Mm-hmm. The fuck does that mean? Yeah, alone, she sleeps in the shirt of man with my three wishes clutched in her hand. Uh, I mean, maybe just like a like, like you know, you're wearing your your boyfriend's shirt or whatever. That's, well, yeah, I think I, I, I could, added I could the accept, article. Uh, yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. I, I guess that if it was she sleeps in the shirt of a man. Okay, sure, that makes sense. I mean, in in this type of lyric writing, that's not terribly uncommon to to leave out. Right, and maybe in, it's a translation. You know, well, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> so the first that she be spared the pain that comes from a dark and laughing rain when she finds love. Nothing but the rain. Stay true. Um, and then, of course, there's the to have a <laughs> just one more day. <laughs> and there's the intro, cut back from break, and outro. Uh, <laughs> We're all and the new theme song for the show for the rest of the season. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah. But she'd do it to me, though. So, of, of course, because of how accurate this show is to real life, we have to have a scene where the politicians are pissed off. Uh, <laughs> when they hear about the, the joint, joint military strategic operation to take out the Resurrection Hub, and Tom Zarek is like, why weren't we consulted about this? Like, why would you be? That's what? not your job. Well, yeah. first, okay, a couple things there. I, I want to skip back a bit in the politics thing, but like... Tom Zarek is still the vice president. Am I, am I right? Correct. So, so he outranks everyone else in that room. Yep. So for him to be like, why weren't we consulted about this? It's like, I don't know, dude, you fucking tell us. You're the one that hangs out with the president. Like, You would know. Um, It does kind of feel like Zarek is spending more time trying to stir the pot with the quorum than he actually spends trying to work with the president. Not, not Tom. I know it's hard Mm -hmm. to believe, but, uh, but, um, going back a little earlier in the episode, we've got, uh, Leodama, Mr. Leodama, no longer major Mm Leodama, uh, the Capricorn delegate to the quorum Mm -hmm. of 12, uh, with a very old school reel to reel tape recorder, (laughs) which I kind of want. Um, it, playing oh, suddenly Kitsy's pro cassette. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm pro reel to reel. Real. It's it's not tape. I have a problem with it. its cassettes. <laughs> gotcha. Well, Kitsy, you already have reel to reel recorder because we we record all of our episodes on reel to reel. Good point. Not for this show. Yeah. Well, I thought that was left of the dial. We did that. Do you not? No. Oh, what no. do you do with the tapes that I send you every week? <laughs> I throw them in the garbage <laughs> <laughs> where they belong. <laughs> Can you imagine it just sitting in the background was a, like a two-inch reel-to-reel, <laughs> just recording every episode? 
analog podcasts only. God damn. You know <laughs> what? Love that. I almost want to go buy a a reel to reel and put it like behind me in the studio. And next time I'm a guest yeah. on someone else's podcast, like after it, like reach over and be like, click. Okay, where should I mail the tape? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, um, it would actually it would be funny to do like you get everyone in person in the studio uh, and do a, a full episode <laughs> analog like that and only make it available to a special select few. Yeah, I hate That's this. That's a great idea. <laughs> so Lee's got his reel to reel tape recorder and he's playing back a uh, a Baltar uh, wireless transmission where uh, Boltar alleges that the president is sharing visions with two of the Cylons aboard Galactica and names them and mentions that, you know, the the six is in the brig and the eight is on a secret Demetrius mission. Um, so he's kind of blowing up the whole spot there. And mm-hmm. uh, I love that Laura just, like, clicks off a tape recorder halfway through his, his, like, allegations and leaves, like, it's not that easy. And she's like, really? You should try it sometime. <laughs> like, um, she's fun in this she, episode. She's really funny yes. in this episode. And and he's like, you know, the whole fleet heard that broadcast. She's like, yeah, I assume that was the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, but he kind of, he confronts her. Like, is this true? Like, you owe the people an explanation. Is this true? Um, another choice line of hers is, um, you know, Lisa something about these concerned with the welfare of the fleet. And she's like, as long as I'm in charge, the welfare of the fleet is not something you must concern yourself with. Uh-huh. Like she is taking no shit today. Yep. I, but I, again, like coming from a, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt coming from a good place, but like, that's still not the, even in this universe, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not the president's sole responsibility to no. determine the, the well-being of the, the fleet. Yeah. No, she is absolutely overstepped, I think. Um, yeah. or get, it's not even overstepped isn't really the right word. She just has, I don't. Anyway. Yeah. The, the thing I find interesting about this is every time I've watched this show up until today, um, this episode in particular, I took Baltar's allegation to when he says she's sharing visions with them is that she's going to them and saying, I saw this thing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, yeah, that's bad. But then I realized t- today in my, in my watch through before we recorded, I, it clicked in my head that what he really means is they're all having a shared vision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot bigger of an implication that, oh, yeah. that like I did not really, I didn't really put, like it's so obvious when I say it now, like when I realized it, I was like, oh yeah, of course that's what he's saying. But just for anyone out there who maybe yeah. like me is an idiot and didn't pick up on that the first no. 17 times they saw the show, um, that's I think that's what's going on there. And I think that has way bigger implications than saying, like, she's talking to the Cylons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, of course, you, the the president uh, kind of takes it out of, on Tori a little bit because she knows that, that Tori's been fracking Baltar. Uh, Gaius fracking Baltar. No, sorry, yeah, Tori she- fracking Baltar. Yeah, That's Tori right. Fracken Baltar. She um, calls her right out on it. Guys, Fracken Tori. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's a, and you know, Tori's like, hey, I, was, I wanted to tell you sooner. You know, your friendship means so much to me. And the president's like, it means frack. They're getting really weird with how they use the word frack because you. It used to be pretty one to one for fuck, right? Yeah. Like, and nobody says it means fuck. You might well, say it means fuck all or fuck something all. like that. And then there's another part in this episode. It's a little later, but um, where Starbucks says, "I don't know if they're gonna feed you or frack you." And I know what she means is like shoot you, kill you, whatever. But 
in our English, there is no, no. phrase that's feed you or fuck you. I'm, why yeah, would that's... you? Why would they be the two options? Those are both like. I mean, I mean, fuck also has a negative connotation. But you have to, there has to be something else with that. Like, not just, and especially, like, she wouldn't be saying that well, about the, fle- like, I. But here, here's the thing, is that in, in season four, are they really going to introduce a new pretend curse word, or are they just going to keep using the one they have? And it's just like, it's here's just the very, thing about Leoben. <laughs> it's just those two moments. He mixes frack feel, with the truth. Well, it's just like the show is so good, and then suddenly they do something like that, and I forget that we're watching, and I'm reminded rather that we're watching a show. Like you can see the writers in those moments. It's so clunky. Mm. So for a show that is so often so good, mm, something yeah. like that stands out to me like crazy. And of course, we we learn from guys that he, which we knew already as as an audience, but the the other people didn't know that you know he had this revelation presented to him by Caprica Six during his trial. That you know she let that slip to him, uh, you know potentially hoping that you know maybe that would help his his outcome or whatnot. But did it? Did it? There's no way to know. <laughs> um, and so he's he explains you know, that that six and Athena and uh, the president they're they're all having this this shared vision. I found out about from from six, but you know I'm not like I'm not sharing this to to cause trouble or you know or anything. But you know she's a hypocrite. She she lies and you know she keeps secrets and. Uh, I love this line, co-opting the rhetoric of patriotism to keep everyone in the dark, including you. That's rather worrying, isn't it? But he's kind of right. It's also, why doesn't Rosalind assume it's Tori who told Baltar? That would be my first thought. I thought she was implying that mm-hmm. yeah. that was her assumption. But that, like watching it through a second time today, I, I'm unclear about that. Yeah. I mean, she definitely uh, is is angry at Tori and no longer like holds her in confidence, and she she once did. But does she think that he's specifically involved? I don't know because she she tasks Tori with finding out, right? And I think if she if she really did think that it was Tori, I think she would have just confronted her about it. Exactly, she would have been uh, roundabout like that. I agree. Um, where? Want to make sure, yeah. So the the political bullshit. The the quorum is like, why weren't we told? And you know, Lee comes to the president and tells her that they're considering a vote of no confidence. Uh, which now, anytime I hear that phrase, I can only think of uh, the Galactic Senate in the uh, Star Wars prequels, and it makes me angry. Um, a, we don't speak of those. <laughs> we just did. B, uh, no, we didn't. We did. <laughs> <laughs> this is the royal we. The, the royal we. Um, the admiral and I did. <laughs> uh, and second of all, those do not exist in the Battlestar Galactic universe. I like nice. to think that uh, the attack on the colonies happened between the three original Star Wars movies and then all the other ones, so the other ones never got made. That's my that's my headcanon. Technically, uh, at least one, if not two, of those movies had been released in our universe when the show was released. Well, yeah, but the show doesn't take place in parallel with real time when it aired, maybe. I don't know. Or does it? Or does it? Or does it? I don't know. I don't think it does. Uh, or doesn't it? But anyway, so the the president, uh, you know, kind of heeds Lee's, uh, you know, 
dire message, you know, and like, all right, I'll go make an appearance. And she's like, I'm not here to, you know, I'm not here for sympathy. And, you know, some of you may think that, you know, in addition to my, my cancer medication, that I've been inoculated against compassion. And everyone's just like, mm. she's like, that was a joke. Hey. <laughs> Nobody thinks she's funny. But she's like, you know what? I just, I, like, I believe in this mission and I believe in our leadership and I you know, believe in the importance of it. And I need your support or, or I want your support. And they bring in Natalie to, uh, to explain and like to kind of put a face to, uh, the Cylon cause and to help reassure the, the quorum that, you know, this, this is a mutually beneficial thing. They, I don't think any of them really agree, but you know, once done is done. Or is it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. Or um, is it? it? It is. Yeah. Or. So it is. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> or are we? We are. Dad's mad. Dad's uh, mad. So, <laughs> so both. It's been a while since I pissed off Caleb. <laughs> well, or has it? Or, or has, has it? it? <laughs> oh, your streak's still going. I'm not pissed. <laughs> Yet. Um, so both sides, after agreeing to the plan of the the uh, the base ship and the the Galactica jumping to the, the resurrection hub together, downloading the Deanna's and then taking out the hub. Like both sides have agreed to it. Both sides have immediately gone back to their respective <laughs> uh, groups and be like, so here was the plan. Fuck that. We're not doing any of that. <laughs> oh, for the, the humans, uh, Rosalind comes on to the, uh, the decision. I'm like, Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll just keep the five until we get to earth. And like, you know, then, then they can have them back, do whatever, but we're not going to tell them that. And the Cylons are like, we should keep hostages from the humans because they're not going to help us. And I love that the six is trying to be like, no, like the, the, we have to show them that we can, we can be better than this. If like, if we deceive them, then like we're, we're playing into exactly what they think we are. Mm -hmm. And it's a, a whole, a whole ethical dilemma on both sides that the, you know, it's, same, the the Cylons seem to have a, a lot more issue wrestling with than the, than the humans. Whatever that says. Interesting. Do you think that when they finally get to Earth, the final five are going to open their own like restaurant franchise? Five size. Final five burgers and fries. Final five guys burgers and fries. Mm-hmm. But um, I hope so. I do. That's think funny. That. That's actually where that's, that. That's actually where that franchise comes from. I think well, uh, you know, multiplicity ends with the clones opening up their own pizza shop in Florida. So, <laughs> um, I think that uh, Anders probably opens up like a, a board shop on the beach. <laughs> Okay, is he wearing a puka shell necklace when we first meet him, or am I just imagining that? Because it I feels he, like he is. I think he is. I mean, okay. I mean, it, I, there's no way to know, but probably. But he is, right? It's almost a guarantee. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was 2003 and or 2004, whatever, and he was very much California broke character. So right, yeah, guarantee. Okay, that's um, right. So there's a. Uh, a moment when, when Starbuck also comes to see the president and she's like, you know, if you are a Cylon, that was a great plan. 
Dangle another way to get to Earth. Oh, Throw in the hub, the final five. Put the five on the fleet. Even I couldn't pass that one up. And Starbuck just doesn't, doesn't go for it, doesn't take the base. She's like, you are having those visions, aren't you? <laughs> and she then recites the what the hybrid told her that oh. shall come to pass. The dying leaders will know the truth at the opera house. And Rosalind was like, "The fuck did you just say?" Uh-huh. <laughs> the 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 sorry the what the what the, now the what now the where and uh, the what. And so she repeats and and she's like specifically the opera house. Who told you about that? And you know, so uh, Starbuck tells her about the the hybrid. And like, what does it mean? I wish I knew. <laughs> and so uh, she's like, you know, find Captain Agathon. And so she then uh, goes and waits in a raptor. <laughs> and uh, we see Baltar get uh, escorted up. And he's like, oh, fucking, of course, it's you. <laughs> I really love that moment. It's so good. And she's like, have a seat. We're going to settle this now. And I'm like, oh. This feels mm-hmm. very like mafia movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and uh, his reply that she like she doesn't acknowledge at all, but it's like, what's to settle? Your chief of staff is incomparably talented. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Baltar. He is. Oh, he's <laughs> he is just. He can't help himself. No, Kitty's got claws big time. <laughs> Forgive the uh, forgive the phrasing, but that's a ballsy move. <laughs> More like guys uh, balls tar, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> guys balls tar the wall on that one. Oh god, <laughs> I quit. I think. Yeah, that, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I don't think anyone uh, could blame you for that one. Yeah. She admits to to sharing the visions with with Sharon and the six, and he's like, "So I was speaking only the truth." <laughs> he's, yeah. I love it. Like, there's a little, like, he speaks so confidently, but there's a little hint, mostly in his eyes, like, ha. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't making it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so she tells him, you know, the hybrid uh, spoke of a dying leader, so we're going to talk to the hybrid. And <clears throat> meanwhile, uh, there's a really creepy and weird, and I fucking hate it, sequence where. Uh, Hera draws a bunch of pictures with the number six, uh, <laughs> and then like it's every wa- horror movie mm-hmm. wakes her mother up or whatever, like looking right in her face. Bye bye. <laughs> like, Why did no! she say bye bye? Why did no! she say it? So we have a, a sequence where Hera takes off running through the, the corridors of Galactica, and Sharon is chasing her, having it's unclear if it's flashbacks or if it's the actual vision uh, of Hera running through the opera house and being picked up by the six, where of course she ends up physically running into uh, Natalie in the corridors. Natalie picks up Hera. She's like, Oh, aren't you sweet? And Sharon is like, but damn my child with her gun drawn, which again, why with the guns inside the spaceship, people? So fast with the guns, yeah. too. Oh, always with the guns, with the loud noises, and the puncturing the holes mm-hmm. in the space. And, mm, no. Also, the Pass. murder. Mm-hmm. Um, the murder. Yeah, the casu- very casual murder. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, hey, all's fair in love and war. And both uh, of those things happen in this show. Yeah. Uh, but Natalie even says, and I believe her, like, I don't, I don't think Natalie specifically was coming to take Hera. No. Like, I really it's, don't, right? It's not Natalie in the dream. And right. uh, of all people, uh, 
Sharon, any one of them, pick one, should understand that like you're not all the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so such a. But so bad, I hate this. So Athena asks Tyrrell, who just happens to be standing nearby. <laughs> so prior to that, she passes him in the hallway, and she's like, "I can't find Hera," and he has this look on his face, like, "Why the fuck do you think I care?" I know. Yeah. Like, but he follows her anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. And so yeah, she asks she asks him to take take Hera, and he does. And uh, you know, they go around the corner, he takes her around the corner, and you know, she asks, is she gone? And I forget who it is, says yes, and she fucking pulls the trigger. Jesus. I hate Brutal. This. I, Brutal. You're so never gonna much. take my child. Like, mm. dude. And of course, at this exact moment, nobody wants your shitty kid. The uh, <laughs> the president and Baltar have arrived on the uh, on the base star. They go to see the hybrid. Uh, Rosin says, "You know, plug it in. I need to talk to it." And the moment that they plug the hybrid back in is the moment that uh, Natalie is shot, and the hybrid wakes up and yells, "Jump!" with a look of sheer panic. Yeah. But yeah, the, the hybrid wakes up and yells, and the base star jumps away. With and who's on the base star at this point? Baltar and Rosalind. Uh-huh. Who um, else? Fuck ton of uh, Galactica's crew, because they had set up a whole like hangar deck on there with, yeah. uh, oh, with right. fighters. And half the complement of, of Vipers, yeah. That's yeah. right. And uh, let's see, who else was there? The Butcher was there. The Baker. Um, the, uh, a man who? in a funny hat. Was there? Who, of, who uh, of the final four of the final five are on the base star? I don't think any of them are. Base ship, I mean. Base, okay. No? Yeah, because I don't, like, Tori didn't go with them. Tyrrell wasn't with them. Uh, there's a great moment where they have their, their meeting, and Tyrrell's like, you know, the, the, the good thing about them unboxing the Dana is we'll finally figure out who the fifth one is. And Ty's like, <laughs> it's only going to make the airlock more crowded. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to give you a medal when they find out who you yeah. are? <laughs> yeah. It's very good. But yeah, I think that the, the four are all still on Galactica. So. Okay. But like, okay. where did the base ship go? What's wrong with the hybrid? Andrea. Yeah. Tune in next question. week to find out. <laughs> We're not there yet. We're not Andrew, there yet. Questions, concerns, comments, phrases, politics, <sighs> dreams, aspirations. Numbers. Um, 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Okay. Was that the lost number? The lost numbers. Yeah, of course. I need, I need, I need the lost corner song. Boom. Um, (laughs) well done. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. So here's the thing is I have, I think I'm about to blow this whole thing open. So I don't know if we're ready for that or if I need to keep it to myself. Is this going to be, uh, a scene of you, Caleb has gone dark. Because Caleb doesn't want me to see his face if I end up being right. That's fair. Correct. Uh, ooh, that's a good call. Or wrong. That's a good call. I might do the same. Unlikely. Um, uh, is this just going to be you, uh, you said blowing this thing wide open, is this going to be you, do, you doing your best uh, Charlie Kelly in the basement of the mailroom <laughs> impression? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Cool. Correct. Then I'm also going to, I'm going to also decamera myself just because, you know, just in case I won't give anything away. Okay, so I'd been sort of speculating that in some... I'm trying to think of where to start this. Okay, I think 
where we're at now is that we are going to find out by the end of this series that Earth was started, like humanity on Earth was actually started by um, at least some Cylons. At first okay. I thought it was going to be all Cylons, but that doesn't really make sense, but that there's going to be some group of Cylons and humans and then maybe Hera and um, Aaron, is that the baby's name? Um on Earth, which was previously uninhabited. Previously. And, <laughs> exactly. Previously un- uninhabited. Um, but I think that the way the time is working here, I've also been saying I think there's some timey stuff going on, but I haven't been able to identify it. I think we currently, in the show that we are watching now, are far, far, far into Earth's future. And that we are sending people back to make sure that Earth becomes inhabited so that the final five can come back to the Cylons far and the humans far, far, far in the future to ensure the um, survival of humans and Cylons by combining them back on Earth. And it's like a one of those like paradox things where Time we loop. can't say, yeah, where we can't say for sure that like which came first or second, but that we're traveling again. Right now we're in the present. We're going to travel far back into the past because all of this has happened before and all of this will happen again. And they mean it quite literally. And it would make sense that the final five had to stay dormant and not know that they were the final five. um, Because if they came back with that knowledge, there's no way we'd let them live far enough into this current future to then go back into the past. You know what I mean? Like I could, you guys can um, turn your cameras back on now because I could just do that over and over again in a circle. Um, And yeah, so that's where I'm, so that's where I'm at. And now at this point, I'm just kind of watching to be sure. Um, And it would make sense then for Rosalind to be the fifth or sixth final, whatever. Oh, and because this is important, the one thing, at this point that we really know separates humans from Cylons is their ability to regenerate, which is being taken is being taken away from them. And wouldn't it be convenient for no, the opposite of convenient. Wouldn't it be interesting for humans who have spent so much time um, separating themselves and treating Cylons as other to find out that they're actually born from some version of Cylons and that it's not actually possible to tease out who's a human and who's a Cylon so, um, like, in such black and white terms. I'm going to turn my face back to look at y'all now. So what you're saying is it's not Baltar's fault that he couldn't perfect the Cylon detection. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, really. Baltar's Faltar. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope we I won just... a Portman Tony for this episode. <laughs> oh, Whoa, uh, that's that's got to be the closer right uh-huh. there. Uh huh. But yeah, so that's that. That's where I'm at. All right. Well, we need to figure out. Uh, okay, we got the fleet back, but now the the base ship's gone, and we got to figure out what the, what the frack that went. Uh, yeah. So while we hunt that down, uh, y'all say uh, stay tuned for the for the jump coordinates to meet us uh, at the next location, and uh, we will see you there next week. So say we all. So say we all. Bye bye. You you know we you know we can't end the podcast till you say it. So say we all. There it is. Thank you. Bye bye. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. 
visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.